This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. Happy birthday to you. Hey, where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. We'll get back to the story about the Syrian family here in Toronto who have felt forced to close their restaurant, Sufi's, on Queen West. You may remember, it was a week and a half ago, there was a protest in Hamilton outside Mohawk College where People's Party of Canada leader Maxime Bernier was speaking at a fundraiser. Now, there is a video that went viral of an 81-year-old woman with a walker trying to cross the street to go to the event. She's confronted by masked protesters, a couple of whom won't let her cross, and they're calling her Nazi scum. A nearby masked protester who's not harassing the woman, but not helping either, has been identified as Ala al-Sufi, the son of the al-Sufi family who owns the restaurant. Now, on social media, this young man was soon identified as a Syrian terrorist. Twitter posts say he harassed the older woman. That's when the family says the torrent of death threats began and that their son was physically assaulted. They insist their son is a humanitarian and the victim of a vicious, politically motivated smear campaign by alt-right crusaders. They say he would like to apologize to the elderly woman for not standing up for her. Even the family of the woman, 81-year-old Dorothy Marston, has come to the Al-Sufi's defense. But the restaurant has closed. Your reaction, 416-360-0740 or toll-free 1-866-740-4740. No one was injured in this particular altercation with this older woman. It certainly was disgraceful the way in which these masks protesters were treating her as she tried her civic duty to cross the street to to go to a, a speaking event where Maxime Bernier, the People's Party leader, was speaking. Um, certainly a disgusting show of protest by those particular individuals. Uh, the al-Sufi son, as a bystander, also masked. Should he be implicated? Uh, should the family be forced to close their restaurant as a result of him being at the protest and not offering his assistance? How should we go about resolving this situation? Can it be resolved? 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Joining us to get the discussion going is Bayan Khatib, Executive Director of the Syrian Canadian Foundation, and Nathan Shan, Interim Executive Director of the Urban Alliance on Race Relations. I believe we have Bayan locked in. Hello there. Hello. Hi. What What's your reaction to what's happened? Um, I was very shocked and saddened to hear what happened to the Sufi family and Tala in particular. Um, I, I know Allah very well. 
He has been a volunteer with our organization uh, for quite a while. And um, like his parents said in the statement, um, Allah is well known to be a humanitarian. Um, he spends so much of his time dedicated to volunteering, um, shows up at all the events to help other people and to give back. So what happened to him, um, him being assaulted by racists and um, who, who beat him up really badly was just so um, horrifying to hear about. And, um, and, and this is not the, the Toronto that we know and love. Uh, you know, people come to Canada for freedom and uh, everybody has the right to peacefully protest. They have the right to attend any event they want to. And but nobody has the right to beat somebody else up and to respond with violence. Also on the line, Nathan Chan of the Urban Alliance on Race Relations. Can I get your comments, Nathan, on what's transpired here? Yeah, I think, you know, a lot of the time people think that um, online hate um, has no consequences. And uh, and here is an example of, of a family that came uh, and, and built a dream, uh, a restaurant that got great reputation and, and employed people but have to shut down uh, because people feel it's uh, it's okay to harass and send death threats and, and, and to be racist and xenophobic and Islamophobic on, online. And 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 uh, this is this is real consequences. And and I think we as a community and as elected representatives and and media and so on have to come together to say this is not acceptable. You know, um, the entire family has been uh, intimidated and and feel very unsafe. And a situation like this is happening because uh, people are preying on the vulnerability of racialized uh, Canadians. Uh, tell us about this young man. Uh, how old is he? I, I haven't uh, met the son okay. directly. I think maybe Bayan would be able to answer that. Bayan, he's a young man, clearly. Yeah, he's about 26, I believe. Okay, and is he, when you look at the video, is he the one in the orange shirt with the balaclava pulled, black balaclava pulled over his head? I, I believe he's the one in the orange shirt, Yeah. Yes. So he is standing there and he is watching with his hands in his pockets. He doesn't touch anybody, but he doesn't get involved. That's right. And in and, and the statement they issued yesterday, the family, um, they, you know, Allah expresses that he wishes he did get involved. Yes. And, and, and um, you know, stick up for the old lady who was being harassed by other people. But he himself did not participate in any harassment. So it just spiraled out of control by the haters on Twitter. Yes, absolutely. And and um, like my colleague said, we were all shocked uh, that the hate online can actually turn into actual physical violence. Um, we it, it, it does happen, but we always think that those two worlds are separate, but they are not. And so um, many of us are in danger. Um, the Syrian Canadian Foundation has received a lot of hate mail as well mm-hmm. um, because of this, because Allah is one of our volunteers, because um, we, we help to integrate Syrian families like, like the Sufi family and others. So um, it's very scary to all of us that this online hate can translate into, into violence, and, and I worry about that. Let's take a call. Barry in North York, you want to get in on the conversation. Go ahead. How you doing? Fine, thanks. What What are I'm, your thoughts? I'm rather disgusted that this. Um, here's a person who, or is it a family? Uh, yes. Um, that comes from another country, 
And um, instead of being a drain on society and going on welfare and taking money, they're adding to the economy, taking a chance, being an entrepreneur, and then they have to shut it down because of hate. What is happening here? Yeah. And my suggestion, I just, I just thought, what about a GoFundMe page? Well, what do you think about that, Bayan? Is there some talk about helping the, the family get their business back? Um, that's a wonderful idea. So far, what I know is that there is a page on Facebook called To Sufis With Love, because uh, when they opened their store, their, their, their motto was From Syria With Love. Uh, because they brought a little taste of Syria to Queen Street in Toronto. So this Facebook page is a place where people can post letters of support. And, and I, you know, after facing all that hate and um, the letters of hate that they get are so violent and, and just disgusting and revolting. So it's really important that the community sends some love back to them. Um, a GoFundMe page is a wonderful idea as well. I uh, I, I'm sure this is having, uh, you know, a financial impact on the family if they have to close the store. I'm hoping that we can convince them to feel safe enough to open the store once again. So I, I will definitely talk to the family about that idea and see. Okay, Barry, thanks for calling in. Facebook page. Yeah, go ahead, Barry. How do you get on? How do you get onto this Facebook page? Okay, let's, uh, Nathan, how do we get the Facebook page? Um, uh, I think, I think I actually wanted to say something, um, kind of related, but, uh, go ahead. To note is that, you know, the reason the, the family is closing the restaurant is not because they were losing business. In fact, it was actually still popular. A lot of people would like to go there. Um, it is because of safety and, and yes. safety of life, right? So it, it is a bit of a different context that, you know, people can still help the family and it's important to help the family financially as the business is uh, not running anymore. Um, but it's important to know the bigger threat here is the safety of people um, uh, themselves and online safety. So uh, the biggest support communities can give is to kind of uh, condemn this type of hate and, and the kind of intimidation the family has received. Let's talk about, I mean, the identification of Allah al-Sufi and how he was made out to be a, quote, Syrian terrorist online. The family says, and I learned a new term today, uh, he was physically assaulted several days after the event and doxed. That's an Internet-based practice in which social media users unite to expose a person's private records and launch threats. Bayan, that's... Uh, so the, somehow there was some sort of ability to get his private information, even though he was masked and standing there quietly. Yeah, I that's that term is new to me as well. So I'm not sure if he if they if they have uh, you know hacked into his accounts or anything. I'm not. I, I didn't hear anything about that. Mm-hmm. It's just I know that they were he was attacked and his family was attacked online and then and then in in real life as well. But. And and what are the extent of his injuries? Um, pretty bad. He doesn't want to talk about it. Okay. I think he's feeling really traumatized, and um, and he wants to take some time off uh, away from it all. So does the whole family. Um, they're really asking for some time to recover. It's been they're you know really traumatizing for them, and um, yeah, at this point he he doesn't really want to talk about the details of it. 
416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Some of the information uh, that I'm passing along to you are from, is from a Toronto Star article, uh, which is posted online as well. And the reaction to all the information that we've given you today is prompting even more hate. So, Nathan, I'm reading comments online saying, well, what does the family expect if they have a son who's attending a protest like this? This is what they can expect. The hate continues even after the whole situation is explained. Yeah, I mean, just think about a situation where else has this happened when a when a young person, you know, um, has done something similar to this. You know, in fact, not criminally charged, not uh, not engaged in any form of direct uh, physical or verbal assault, and the family and the family business and the staff of the family business get targeted. This is not the usual situation. This this happens to people of color, racialized people, and and this is happening because there is there is you know we we tend to believe that people spreading hate are not organized and random one-off people who mm-hmm. have nothing else to do. But in fact, these are organized groups that operate in 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 their own corners and have the ability to uh, multiply and, and have these attacks on people and that, 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 need to, that are being targeted. And, and here's an example of that. So I think we've got to know that you know, people who believe this is wrong, people who think that we have to have a diverse society, we need to uh, counter hate, need to speak more and speak more clearly and speak more often so that we can drown this uh, noise because this is getting to a point where it is organized to the level that they can damage a business of a family of of a young person who actually hasn't been, uh, you know, charged of any any wrongdoing. And this is it's it's if you you can talk about the behavior and what he could have done to stop it, but uh, this is this is getting to a point uh, which is uh, absolutely uh, a problem for Canada going forward. Where is the hate coming from? Do either of you know? Is it, I mean, on the internet, it could be anywhere in the world, really. Well, I, I think the, the the problem is is also in Canada. I, I mean, obviously, Canada, U.S., and, and, and social media networks are from all over the places. And, and people, there are people who uh, spread hate, uh, who have, uh, you know, thousands of followers who follow them across the world. And, and so when they say something... Even if they don't directly ask people to spread hate, they identify a family or identify a person, and it's almost like a call to action for the rest of the folks who want to spread hate to to jump on. And and you know, I have I have done a lot of work on anti-racism, and I've gotten uh, a lot of people from Ontario uh, sending uh, hateful emails too. So it's not something that is not coming from Ontario. Obviously, it it gets magnified more because the population from outside Canada also gets involved. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we got to say that there is there's no denial that this is happening in our own country. I'd like to get your thoughts on uh, the Sufi restaurant situation, the fact that it's closed, that the family has put uh, a letter to patrons in, in the windows, basically saying that they've had to close because of death threats. Uh, that they've received over the past week. They've decided, they say in their note, to close the shop permanently. It's uh, at Queen and Bathurst, fairly close to Queen and Bathurst. They say their decision is made with a heavy heart in effort to maintain our family and staff safety. They want to thank their lovely customers, as you were saying, Bay, and or I think you were both saying they're they're very busy there. They get, they have a lot of business. They have a lot of respect and love from the people of Toronto. 
They're eternally grateful. They have countless memories. It just seems like this situation, it, it like this can't be the end of the chapter. It just seems to me that the people of Toronto will forgive the young man for not stepping in. Maybe the young man can have a conversation with the older woman. Maybe people will rally around this restaurant so it can reopen. I mean, it's a learning experience for everyone, really, Bayan. Um, I, it would be so devastating if the restaurant did not open again. But right now, it's up to the community and the authorities to make the family feel safe again. Because if we don't get there, they will not reopen. And it's going to be a very bad precedent about um, what kind of harm can be done. So the authorities have an important role to play right now to, to uh, catch the, the people who beat up Allah and the ones who are sending the death threats and the hate mail. They have to be held to, uh, to account and taught a lesson that this is not acceptable behavior in Canada. Now, do either of you know if the police are involved in some form in the in an investigation around uh, what's happened in terms of the death threats they say they've received, the physical violence against the young man? Um, as far as I know, um, Ala himself was um, not ready to, to speak to the police or anybody. He's really traumatized by what happened. I were trying to convince him that it needs to be reported. I would assume that the authorities know about this and, and ha- uh, are, whether he spoke to them or not must be involved already. Um, and, uh, but I, I'm hoping that, um, that, uh, the, the family will speak to the police and that, you know, it's, it's really important that they don't get away with this. This is going to set a precedent for, for the rest of the racists out there. Let's go to Doreen and Kingston. Doreen, your comments. Um, yes. Uh, first of all, I uh, I think that Facebook sending them love and support is absolutely terrific, and the GoFundMe page. And my question uh, to those people who are doing this is, I wonder how much good those who are responsible are doing for their community, and who do they think we welcome in our world? Those good Syrian family, people like them? or people like uh, the, the perpetrators who uh, do nothing but destroy and destruct people. Thank so, you for yeah, I thank guess, you for your comments, Doreen. Yeah. I think yeah, I I, I would much uh, send love and uh, support for the Syrian family than whoever is is causing this uh, heartache for them. Very good. Let's go to Daniel in Toronto. Daniel, go ahead. Hi, thanks for having me. You know, it's a bit sad that a multicultural metropolitan city like Toronto has had this effect on this type of work, uh, this business. But I can tell you, in living in the vicinity, uh, the last year or so, the business was quite empty. It wasn't busy. And for the business owner to put a spin on it toward a political agenda by stating that they're closing as a result of threats, well, okay, have these threats been reported to Toronto Police Service? Do we know for sure that an investigation is underway? I'm not comfortable that this business is stating their closure as a result of threats if there isn't a criminal investigation involved. That's a fair question. Uh, Bayan, what do you say to that? Because a lot of people will be thinking that way as well. Uh, I I don't know about the criminal investigation, but it's something that I'm going to, um, to find out about. Uh, I disagree 
that the restaurant was was not busy in the last year. I have been there myself. We host a we we go there as groups of friends and events and and have a lot of uh, there's a lot of activity in the restaurant. Um, all sorts of Canadians um, have you know learned and you know uh, appreciate Syrian food because they it's right on Queen Street beside uh, in the middle of everything and so that's just not true that the restaurant wasn't busy and absolutely the closure is because the family is terrified because of the death threats and because of what happened to their son getting beaten up so that's just uh, that's not true uh, and I think I mean if you can and you're doing a job of diplomacy here and trying to convince them uh, to take criminal action, um, because obviously that's part of the resolution process as well. So we appreciate your efforts there. Let's go to Stacy in Toronto. Have I got Stacy on the line? I'm good to go. Okay, Stacy, go uh, ahead. Stacy, you're I, on I the air. Hi. I wanted to call in and um, say a word for this uh, poor little old lady who was walking across the street and got uh, harassed by these masked thugs who called themselves, uh, I don't know, social justice protesters. Stacy, have you have you looked at the video? No, I haven't seen the video, but uh, I, I I've seen enough masked protests by uh, people who are from the left wing and who are just there because it's a Maxime Bernier event, and they stopped some poor little old lady from walking across the street to participate in it. And uh, with their masks on, and and if this guy is so innocent and so uh, ne- and needs our sympathy, why is he there, standing and watching while his fellow masked thugs harass some eighty-one-year-old lady? And all everybody's phoning in, and they feel so sorry for this guy. You know what? Leftists need to get their priorities straight. And uh, Nathan, I'll let you respond to Stacy's comments um, yeah, because I, I there is that fun. when you look at the video yeah. uh, and the young man in question here is standing there in an orange shirt and he's masked, his whole head is masked, but for his eyes and his mouth, he does he does look intimidating. There's no doubt about it. He was not actually involved, but he didn't do anything either. So a lot of people aren't feeling sympathy for this young man. Um uh, the fact yeah, that he, th- yeah, go ahead. I, I think I think you know this this caller and the previous caller um, is uh, uh, is indicating the the bigger problem in this, right? And I think you know um, I've been a youth worker. Young people get involved in different kind of things. Some are uh, some are bystanders. Some are at the wrong time, wrong place, and some are apologetic, and some are willing to take responsibility, just like this young man did, uh, saying you know he's sorry, he should have done more, uh, and uh, and personally apologize. So. Um, to extrapolate this situation into where they came from or what their religion is or what the family owns and 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 all those stuff and and to go after uh, is 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 not the kind of response a society like us uh, who want to be peaceful and diverse can do. And I think people instead of condemning that uh, kind of keep refocusing on the fact that the young man actually has apologized and and and. And, and said that he's, he's, uh, he's identified what his part was in, as a bystander. But more importantly, like even, even, even when, when you have a family that's come here, build a restaurant and gotten recognition within a couple of years in such a great uh, length, uh, having a Syrian restaurant in downtown Toronto and, and then they have to close and somebody comes and thinks that this is a spin, uh, is again this kind of mistrust towards people of color, mistrust towards uh, people who have come from different countries is being fed. 
and and we need to question ourselves and and to think that you know some with the name recognition with with profile that that's there if they're closing the restaurant how hard it would be for a family that has come from another country to build this and employ people and to have customers from all diverse background come to the restaurant and enjoy the food and now to have people guess that 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 could be the reason is 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 something that people need to do a lot more self reflection and think about their own settings own families and and kind of empathize with the situation much better than what we're seeing here. We do need to move along to the next segment. So if I didn't get to your call, Free For All Friday is coming up, and certainly we can revisit this topic. Uh, Bay and Khatib, uh, I'll give you the final word here. What would you like to leave us with? Um, I would like to leave you with, please remember to uh, visit the Facebook page to Sufis with Love. On, and if you can't find it, I'm going to... Uh, post it on our Facebook page, which might be easier to find, the Syrian Canadian Foundation on Facebook. Please send them letters of support and love. Uh, we have to remind them that um, the community is here for them and, um, and that hate won't win. Thank you both for your time today. Thank you. Bayan Khatib, Executive Director of the Syrian Canadian Foundation, and Nathan Shan, Interim Executive Director of the Urban Alliance on Race Relations. Happy birthday to you. Hey, Bye. where's mom going? She hasn't even opened her presents. Well, son, she just turned 65, which means there's new offers for her at Specsavers. What? Yep, an eye exam now costs her nothing, and she can get 30% off lens upgrades with any pair of glasses. Wow. So, can we cut the cake now? You betcha. No-cost eye exams are for eligible seniors at all participating locations with costs covered by provincial health care. Conditions apply. See specsavers.ca. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.